Hey, what's up? This is Mario with Rugged 33 Podcast. I'm coming here from Central Asia. It is Wednesday, May 11th, 1052 p.m. So, guys, I hope you guys have been liking the podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends and family. Today's podcast, we're strictly talking about fear. And the reason why is because so many people asked me, like, Mario, aren't you afraid? And there's the fear word. Some of us are afraid to do things because fear paralyzes us and it, and fear comes in so many different forms. And so today we're going to talk about fear. Uh, and most people have some type of fear. Am I fearful of things? Yes. And we'll get into it in this podcast. So yeah, I, I actually did some research and um, I researched what were like the top 10 um things that people are afraid of. And the first one is social anxiety. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I suffered from anxiety for two years and it was a mind trip. It was mind blowing. It was so difficult. And you know what? I noticed that when I'm super stressed or hurt emotionally, um, anxiety tries to come back. And it's just like when my, when my dad passed away that, um, that protection and that stability that he provided was gone. That missing voice, that missing piece in my life was gone. And it tried an anxiety, tried to set in, tried to set in. And that's a form of fear. The other one is heights, uh, snakes, bugs, and spiders, closed spaces. I don't know about you guys, but I used to freak out about closed spaces also. Um, and then also fear of flying, which I definitely don't have a fear of, but there's so many other fears that people have and think about just fear. When you think about fear, what would you do right now? If you didn't have fear in your life, what would you do? I, I what would you want to experience? And, and I, and I still do have a list. If I didn't have fear in my life, I would swim with sharks that's what that's like part of my bucket list. I would actually I'm terrified of sharks. You guys know I've been diving in Mexico numerous times, seen sharks, uh, middle of the ocean, seen shark like um I, I'm just I don't even like to watch Shark Week for that reason cuz I love the ocean so much and I'm in the ocean, just sharks mess with me, man. So that that's one of the fears that I do have. The other fear is basically, which is a very huge one for me is missing out on what God has for me. And I don't want to miss out. I don't believe that I'm missing out, but still there's a concern. It could turn into fear at times, but I battle it. Um, besides that, I don't have too many other fears. I used to fear heights, but when I came into my twenties, I started, um, my mid twenties, late twenties, I started noticing how much fear I had. And as a child, I had fear of, and guys don't laugh because this is, these are all true fears. So I had fear of water. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, just crazy. I had fear of water. The other one that I had fear of, and it's not a joke, but I had a fear of little people. And the crazy thing is on my block, 
there was this man that lived across the street and his grandson was a little person. And anytime he would come in or come, come on the block, I would like go inside and my cousins would be like, what is wrong with you? And I was out of fear of being made fun of. I wouldn't say like, Oh, I'm afraid of little people. And then of course, as I got older into my teens, it wasn't that fear went away. And so over time, fear can change. You know, you could conquer fear and then you could also be fearful or fearful or have a concern. So I used to also be fearful as a child. Like my earliest thoughts of fear is when it was time to go to bed. I never wanted to go to sleep by myself. I would even read to my brother at night if I had to, you know, and sometimes I would go sleep in my sister's room on the floor. Um, but I had this fear uh, of sleeping and then I don't know about you guys, but thinking back about that fear, I would actually lay on my bed as closest to the middle as possible because I was afraid of what was potentially underneath my bed, some type of monster, demon, whatever. I was totally afraid. And so I'd try and sleep to the middle of the bed so that whatever was under the bed couldn't get me. And sometimes if I got really afraid, um, I built up enough courage to stand on my bed on the very head of my bed where you lay your head and I would get a running start and I would run on my bed and then jump as far as I could away from my bed towards the door. And uh, so whatever wasn't under my bed would get me. But even before I got to that part, um, I thought about fear and the fear of of being paralyzed. You know, like you're so fearful when you're a child that you're paralyzed and all my senses would be heightened. I'd be under my covers. I could hear my heartbeat. I could hear myself breathing. My ears were so in tune. I could hear anything I felt like in my room. And um, just being under the covers, being paralyzed with fear because I was so deathly afraid. And then finally, I would build up that courage to get up on my bed and take off running and jump as far. And then it didn't stop there. The fear of knocking on my parents' door and saying, Hey, I'm afraid. And finally I built up enough courage to knock on their door and ask them if I could sleep on the floor, you know, in their room. And so those, that's the earliest forms of fear that I could remember as a child and thinking about that and, and what that caused me to do. It caused me to spend hours underneath my covers in fear paralyzed not not able to move just so afraid and I missed out on so much because sometimes I would stay up all night and my parents didn't know this I'd stay up all night and until the next day I'd go to school and finally the following day I'd fall asleep out of pure exhaustion because I hadn't slept for a day a night and I'd fall asleep out of pure exhaustion but for years I had fear of of falling asleep in my room and so finally it went away probably when I was about in junior high probably eighth grade it went away 
but for a long time I dealt with this and a lot of people didn't know guilt shame I didn't want my friends to know I was an athlete played football as a wrestler you know you don't you don't want your friends to know especially at that age when you're a teen you know that you're you're afraid to go to sleep and so I lived with this fear and I lived with a lot of other fears but we'll talk about it as we go and so you know just talking about fear like I, I was talking to one of my students today and she was telling me like hey I have some decisions to make but I'm afraid I'm like what are you afraid of she's like failure and I'm like oh man I feel you I know how that is so as I sat there listening to her, she's like, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of if I make these decisions, what are my parents? What's my family going to think about me if I make these decisions? And I'm like, well, are they good decisions? She's like, no, they're good decisions. They're about school and, and you know, but I want them to love me and support me. And so I could just hear it in her voice, just the, the, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say pain, but just the discomfort, the fear of what are my, what is my family going to say? And some of you listeners, you guys have decisions to make. The cool thing is, is that you're not alone. The decisions that you have to make, you're not alone. And most likely there's other people who have been through it, are going through it, or are coming out of what you're going through. But sometimes when we're stuck in fear, we don't want to share what we're going through. So just know, number one, you're not alone. Number two, that you always have options. You're not stuck. There's always options for you. Now, what you do with that fear is totally up to you. And for me, um, I've learned to... I'm not talking from a place that I haven't learned, I haven't practiced, and I haven't taught it. So I've been there. I've been in fear, crazy anxiety. They wanted to put me on pills at one time, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Right? And so that's how much fear controlled my life. And then the doctor said at the time, oh, well, maybe um, if you would remove all the stress, I'm like, how do you do that? Like I have to go to work. I have a family. I have a life. Like, how do you remove all these stresses? Well, what I learned is the stress that you can remove or the things that you, you can control and have peace with you do. And the other things you have to remove out of your life. Sometimes you do. It could be a family member. It could be your own thought. Sometimes you have to love people from a distance and that's okay until you, until you're healthy enough to have a good relationship. But so many people that I talk to, their fear is of what somebody would say or failure. And I've been there. I know how it is. I'm talking to you from a point of when I was moving to Central Asia, I had fear and concern of what my children, my mom, my family, my pastors, my mentors would say. I had a genuine fear. Oh my gosh, what, you know, what? What are they going to think? Are they going to think that I'm crazy? I'm moving all the way to Central Asia by myself. I'm not moving with anybody. I'm moving by myself, right? And so finally, I got enough courage to be like, no, 
I know this is what God has for me. I know I heard correctly. And so I'm going to take a step of faith and move in my late forties to central Asia by myself, because I believe this is what God would have me do. And so when I shared it, some people were like, at first they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we totally could see it. Like you're following in your dad's footsteps. You're doing it on another level. Like we could totally see you doing this. And I was like, oh, thank you. Awesome. You know, some people, they admired it. And other people fear, they didn't know this, but fear was trying to set in. They're like, wait a minute. You're again, you're, you're in your late forties. You're moving by yourself. Um, you, you've never lived there before. Like you don't have friends there. You have acquaintances. What are you going to do? How, how are your children going to react to this and your grandchildren? And I'm just like, you know, pe- people don't understand the power that words have. All right. At least sometimes over me, especially people's words that I value, you know, that, that, and I should say not just value, but that are huge in my life that speak into my life because I do value people's opinion. I do value, and sometimes I value it too much over my own thought and sometimes even over what God has, has, has directed me towards. So back to fear, moving to central Asia, I was just like, okay, yeah. I'm in my late forties. I'll be there by myself. I don't know the language moving by faith, you know, have, I have a, have a job there. Um, all right. What is it going to look like? You know, and those questions would start coming up and and with my family, it was like, and I'll be honest with you, they're going to be on the podcast. They told me that it's okay. I'm going to start with my daughter, Sunny. And he's like, like at first they're like, you know what, dad, you need to do what you got to do. Whatever God is, is leading you and directing you. You got to do what you got to do. And then later on, once it was coming closer, they're like, uh, are you sure? You know, and, and that was Isai. Sonny right off the bat was like, no, I'm going to miss you. Like, you're going to be too far, you know. And then little by little, she was like, okay. She was good with it. And towards the end of me moving here, she was like, like I don't know. You know, she wasn't sure. And I get it. I get it. Their dad is moving it again, moving to Central Asia by himself in his late 40s. Like, I get it. I get it. I understand their concern. But yet sometimes it's fear and other people's fear of not knowing ignorant. Ignorant means not knowing. Sometimes their ignorance could be, could affect you. And then sometimes it affects me because their voice is so strong in my life. So I had to separate myself, which some people didn't understand. You know, they, they, they didn't understand when it was time for me to leave that, I had to separate myself so that it would be easier for me to leave. And some people took it personal and I'm like, dude, it's nothing against you. It's me. Like, do you like, and I would tell people like, you're going to stay in America with your family, with your church friends, with your everyday day to day things that you normally do. And I'm going to be in Central Asia by myself. New language, new church, new friends, new everything. 
And I knew this. I knew that once being here, I knew that loneliness would try to set in. I knew that, um, you know, there's, there, there's three voices that we could, that we could listen to. There's God's voice, our own voice and, and other voices. And I always have to try and match it up with first. Okay, what does God say about this situation? What does he say about this fear? And this is why it's so cool in scripture. There's over 360 scriptures, 365 scriptures throughout the Bible that tells us to not have a spirit of fear, to not be fearful. That's enough verses, one verse every day for the entire year to battle against fear because it, it says he does not give us a spirit of fear, but of what sound mind, right? And so these scriptures, I try and hold on to. Have I been afraid before? Absolutely. I've been on mission trips and I, I've been around the world for different occasions, different reasons, mostly missions. I've been, uh, I've been to different countries where, you know what? There was times where I'm like, oh man, we're going down. Like, this is it. You know, and you come to a conclusion in your mind, like, hey, am I ready to be with my maker? Am I ready to see God's face? And hopefully by the grace of God, right, that my salvation is secure, that I will be with him if I'm not in this world any longer. Right. And so I've come to this conclusion at times and I've shared this with my son. I've shared this with my daughter. I've shared this with my mom and friends. Yeah, there have been times where I was afraid deathly afraid but the cool thing is is that that prince of peace which we know god is a prince of peace that's one of his names i have peace even when i'm in a storm i have peace and sometimes it's my disbelief and i'm like god help me with my disbelief because i just can't see it right now i'm so afraid i am fearful even though he commands us, even though he gives us his word, you know, that he'll never leave us or forsake us. Sometimes I miss it and I'm not there and I don't have it down and fear tries to set in. And that's why, like in scripture, John 14, 27, it says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How amazing is that? John 14, 27, right? Like, like I could hold on to that because that comes from God himself. This comes from his word. And so there, there's been times where I, I was deathly afraid, you know, deathly afraid, or I was just afraid of failure, right? When I went to school to be a um, clinical chaplain, like, I was afraid, like, am I going to do good? Am I going to be proud? And even though my dad was gone, um, still, I wanted to make him proud. I He was a chaplain. He was a police chaplain for years, an international police, uh, uh, international chaplain. He would train other chaplains internationally. And I had this concern and sometimes fear of, am I going to make it or am I going to fail? And so when I started down that process of being a clinical chaplain, man, it dealt with fear. It dealt with who I was 
it dealt with who Mario is, right? And how God made him. And the, I was so excited to, to go to that training and to be and become a clinical chaplain. It helped me get through so many fears that I had of myself. And, and some of us and some of you are sitting there and you have huge decisions to make, but fear has paralyzed you. Fear has caused you not to move. Fear has caused you to not take a step of faith. Yeah. And I'm here to say, you, you guys, you could do it. Take a step of faith. Take a step. Scripture says he guides the steps of a righteous man. Like, how cool is that? Like, hold God's hand through the process. We may not understand it, but there's no shortcuts through the process of winning over fear. And I want to win over fear. I don't, I don't want to live a life of fear. What would I, man, I never would have moved to Central Asia if I cared about what other people said. Never moved, would have moved to Central Asia by myself if fear was in my life. You know, and now that I'm here, it, I could see how fear at times tries to set in. Like when the war happened or went on when, when Russia invaded Ukraine, you like, and I appreciate it. You guys don't know how many phone calls and messages that I got. Mario, are you coming home? Mario, World War Three is going to happen. You need to be with your family. Mario, what are you doing? Are you sure you're okay? Like, you don't know. Like my mom, I felt, I felt bad for her because I know you know, I know at times she's afraid for me. And I'm like, Sue, don't, my mom's name is Susan, Susie. And I'm like, Sue, don't worry about it. I'm fine. Scripture says he'll never leave me or forsake me. If something does happen to me, right? Something does happen to me, then I'll be with him and it'll be good. But we had, <laughs> I used to have a fear of death. I don't have that anymore. Do I run to the things of death? Absolutely not. I love life. I love it. Life in Christ is amazing. It's awesome. It's definitely not boring. I've been around the world because of him and I continue to. And it's an awesome life. Right? He he did not give us a spirit of fear. And, and you guys might... I hope you don't think like, oh my gosh, he's just repeating himself about fear. But you don't know how many people I talk to about fear. Fear of failure, like we talked about, social anxiety, heights, parents' voices that are not even alive anymore. They still are fearing their parents. Like, I'm telling you, man, fear is definitely not from God. And so, you know, fear has a grip on us sometimes and it could try and take a hold believe me when russia invaded um russia invaded ukraine here as you know the country that i'm in it it used to be part of ussr it used to be part of 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 those states and um so here they marked i mean they kyrgyzstan um stands with with russia and so the sanctions that are put on um russia are all also affect this country their banking system um even something like um 
that there are certain apps that you can't use here because you know certain uh, companies uh, put a a damper or or stopped working with Russia or anybody that has to deal with them, and so or or that that uh, that partners with them, and so just like banking here, any banking here. Um, that has to do with Russia is it, it, it doesn't work. And so it's, it's crazy. Okay. Did fear try to set in? Absolutely. Well, did I hear right? Am I really supposed to be here? These kinds of questions would try and enter my mind, you know, well, maybe I should go home world war three, like all these kinds of things. And within a week I was like, nah, no, 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 I can't live like this. There's war all around the world. There will always be war. And and I know my assignment. I know why I'm here. I know the mission here. And so I just wanted to share with you guys, you know, about fear. Like, don't let fear hold you and paralyze you and keep you from the amazing things that God has for you. That's why I like um, Joshua 1.9. It says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. How sick is that? Like, how awesome is that? Like, you could believe that. You could hold on to that. I could believe this and I could hold on to it. And I believe it because it's true in my life. Man, have I been discouraged? Yeah. But when I keep my eyes on him and when I think of the goodness of God, I'm like, man, he's done it before. He'll do it again. Just like when here, I think I'm going down, right? I actually got detained, had to pay a bribe, all these things. I'm like, like a month behind in my budget in the hole. And man, does God provide again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does fear try to set in? Yeah, dude. Like I'm in a country that's 98%, 98% Muslim. Does fear try to set in? Absolutely. Oh, well, what if they, you know, find out I'm Christian? What if, I live directly across the street from a mosque, directly across the street. I could hear the prayers go off five times a day. Five times a day. Does fear try to set in? Yeah. Are some of the, is some of the fear real? Yes. Is some of it falls from other types of media? Absolutely. But what I'm trying to say is that do not let fear run you. Do not let fear paralyze you. Continue to walk in faith. Continue to not allow fear to rule you. You know, and <clears throat> when I think about fear in itself, it's like, you know, I could, I could go back to when I was a child and, and how I dealt with fear. And then as a teen, how I dealt with fear in my 20s, 30s, now I'm in my 40s. I'm a little bit more wiser, you know. And, uh, by far, I don't know it all. I don't have it all down. Somebody asked me today, do you have any fears? And I was like, yeah, I do. 
I have fears, but I've learned to deal with them a little bit different. When I was afraid of heights, I pushed myself to go on a hot air balloon, learn how to rock climb. Right? When I was afraid of drowning during white water rafting, I did it twice on big rivers just to make sure. Hey, you want to know what of my big, you guys know I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for a very long time. So one of my biggest fears in ministry was to actually pray, pray for somebody uh, in the, the like supernatural, you know, which a lot of people would say like spiritual phenomenon. Well, because we're Christian, we believe that um, a person could be demonized or demon oppressed. And so I remember telling my mentor, like, I'm actually afraid of that day when I will first lead in the prayer to, to, um, pray for somebody who's demonized. And I remember being afraid of, you know, just like even thinking about it, like at the time, you know, in my early twenties, I was like, Oh my gosh, that day, it's going to be horrible. You know, what if, what if they say something in front of the other ministers that I don't want them to know about, like of my past, like I had all of these projected fears on the way it was going to go down and, and what it was going to look like. And I promise on another podcast, um, I will do a, a podcast just on which the world calls like spiritual phenomenons or, or, um, you know, things of this sort. Uh, and I'll get into what I'm, t- what I'm talking about and demon possession and all that kind of stuff, um, on another podcast. But today I'm talking about fear. So, I had a huge fear about the first time I'm going to pray for somebody and lead. I had a huge fear and it was awesome uh, just to see God come through in that time, in that point, and knowing that, um, that peace came from him, just like the peace that I needed, you know, when my brother passed away, dude, that was so difficult for me. It was so hard on me. But I needed the Prince of Peace in my life. I needed to know that everything was going to be all right. And it was a battle. It was a struggle. And so today, you guys might have some fear in your life that you're dealing with or concerns. And it's important that you understand what the fear is and to know that you don't have to live in that fear that you can have peace in a storm and know that everything is going to be all right and i don't want to i don't want to sound like oh just disregard your feelings i'm not that's not what i'm talking about god allows us to feel these feels for a reason, but think about our feelings. Like our feelings could, they change so drastically and so quick. And that's why I think it's funny when people are like, follow your heart. And I'm like, dude, my heart, I don't know about your heart, but my heart can change real quick. And I'm talking, what I'm talking about is feelings. That's why sometimes you see me post like, you know, go, go by faith, not by feelings. Cause feelings change real quick. I could get a phone call and all of a sudden, it's going to change my feelings. It's going to change my world. It could be for a few minutes, a few hours, or for the rest of my life. 
but feelings change and they come and go. And so it's super important that we stand on faith and that we do recognize our feelings. Dude, I believe me, I used to have a bad temper, really, really bad temper, you know, short fuse (laughs) as they would call it. But I had to, I, I, I would pray and I'd ask God, like, help me with this. Help me with self-control, right? And, and here's another thing that I wanted to talk about too is about lying. I, and I don't know why. I think because it's come up a couple of times. But have you guys ever lied and you didn't have to? And sometimes people come, oh, just like little white lies. But think about it. Like, I honestly, I have a friend that me and him will go eat um, lunch or dinner and he's married and um, sometimes his wife will call and call him and she'll be like, oh, I, I could barely hear. Oh, where are you at? Oh, I'm I'm over here hanging out around with Mari. Where are you guys? At? Oh, we're just hanging out. Like he he doesn't tell her what we're doing. He's like we're sitting there eating and then he's like, you know, she she'll ask him, oh, did you already eat? He's like, no. But but I want to talk about like. What is the, why, why did I feel the need? Why did I have a fear at times to not tell the truth? And so I would tell these lies or some people call them white lies. And some people who are ultra religious, they'll be like, you're lying. Well, I'm just saying like, I stopped lying, whether they were small lies or big, whatever. I stopped lying. And out of the fear of them not the person not accepting me and i'm not blaming the person i have you have to take responsibility for lying and so i don't want that in my life anymore so i'm like god remove that i don't want to practice lying just like i don't want to practice being fearful but some of us practice being fearful like, like we, we live in fear. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? I'm not going to live like that anymore. And, and I, I don't think you should either. And scripture says that we shouldn't live like this. Right? So I'm excited to hear from you guys. I, I would love to hear. And I thank you for all the messages and all the listens. I'd love to hear from you guys about your fear. And it could be, it could be whatever it is, but I'd love to hear, I'd like to hear some feedback from you guys about some fear, whether it's making a financial decision, starting a new business, right? Doing it, having a new job, getting into a new relationship, getting out of a relationship, fearful of what are parents going to say? What are people going to say about you? What is your fear? And how does it affect you? And what does God say about this? But ultimately, what are you going to do about it? What will you do about this fear? Yeah. And so I decided to hit my fears head on. So, yeah, I'm really building up courage. I told you I'm deathly afraid of sharks. I had the opportunity to swim with sharks in Isla de Mujeres over there in Mexico. And I remember my dad and I should have did it like I should have did it because, again, my dad was alive and he's like, I'll do it with you, son. 
And I look back on it and I'm like, man, that would have been so cool to be like, I swam with sharks with my dad, you know, cause he's not here any longer. He passed, I, you know, and I think about that and I don't want to live a life of regret. I want to live a life of faith, not of feelings of saying, okay, what would you have for me? I want to live life to its fullest. And this is how I got to Central Asia. This is how now I'm a teacher. I just came from teaching my class, my English club class. I'm so excited for them. They're doing so well. They're growing and I'm learning. I'm learning their language. Am I fearful of learning a language at, you know, I'm 46. Am I learning a new language? I had to learn an alphabet, a whole new alphabet. But I'm doing it, you know, and, and I had, of course, I had a fear of failure. There's times where he, even my teacher got frustrated with me the other day. She sort of, she, she, she was sort of short with me. I felt like I was back in third grade at, in Miss Honda's uh, classroom when I wasn't getting fractions. So she pulled my ear. Yeah, that was, those were the days when they could actually pull your ear. And I remember telling my mom and them, you know, my mom's like, well, what did you do? You know, and I was like, well... But, um, guys, don't let, it, it reminds me of that show, like fear factor, you know, and it's hilarious. Cause I think of Tyrone Bigham, the, the, the guy <laughs> that David Chappelle plays and they put him in, he's an addict. They put him in with like some worms and intestines and he's eating it with hot sauce. And it's this whole parody. It's actually pretty hilarious, but you know, a fear factor. Uh, thinking about you know fear I remember um, my sister was like deathly afraid of clowns and remember cabbage patches remember the days when like people are like yeah cabbage patch dolls are demon possessed I don't know if you guys remember that but I remember that you know if you're a Christian um, maybe some of you guys grew up ultra religious and and you couldn't go to the movies And, and then in the late 80s like people started going to the movies but you know, you, you wanted to get out of the movie early just in case God came back. Of course, I'm just joking. But some of us live even in religious fears. And of course, right? The first thing of knowing God is fearing God. I do. I'm there with you to have the fear of God. And so I just wanted to share with you guys about fear, man. Don't let fear rule you. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind. So today I challenge you and, hey, do something today. Do something tomorrow that normally you're fearful of. Take a step of faith. See what happens. You know, I I was telling my student, she's like, well, I want to change courses. I don't, I don't, my parents want me to be this, but I want to be this. You know, I want to do this. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? Your parents are still going to love you. Come up with a game plan. Let them know that you're serious. Just don't make a a decision, you know, um, that is not thought through, that, that you don't have a game plan for. I'm pretty sure they would support you if you had this game plan. And that they knew that, hey, I want to do this as my passion. She's talking about career change. She's an artist. She's an amazing artist. You know? 
So wanted to talk to you about fear. I hope you guys loved the podcast today about fear. I can't wait for next week. We're, I'm going to get some new um, people on from actually Central Asia. And they're going to help me host. We're going to talk about Central Asia. We're going to talk about relationships, tradition, religion. Uh, we're going to talk about so many different things. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Just bear with me. We're building up the show. We're building up the content. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I hope you guys are doing well. Go ahead and share the podcast. I want to send some shout outs to my friend Jose Sabala from Journeyman. I appreciate you, man. Modesto. God bless you. I want to send uh, some shout outs to um, my friend, Cappy Dickey. Thank you. I appreciate you. The crew from Arizona, you know who you are. I love you guys. I, man, thank you for your support. You guys are so awesome. Guys, God bless you. Make him famous. Peace out. This is Mario with Rugged Podcast. Rugged 33 Podcast. Peace out. Bye.